right, so <laughs> this is uh, this is a little odd for me. I feel like I've spent like a month without recording the podcast. It's been um, a while. I think I, I want to start off by apologizing to the thick crowd. I feel like I failed them. No, no, no. We both failed them. You know, life gets ahead of us sometimes. We get a little bit too busy. Things take over, man. Yeah, man, it just Out hits you. This is right. true. We're back so, now. We're ready. Yes. Yes, we're going to make it happen. So, I guess uh, I want to start this off by saying, um, what are we drinking, man? Let's start with that. Well, I'm not drinking anything yet, but, you know, when we take our break, I will definitely get a drink. I just came back from jujitsu and stuff like that, so um taking a little bit easy right now, easing my body into it. What about you? What are you drinking? Um, well... I'm recovering from COVID at the moment, so uh, water. I'm trying to stay hydrated. Um, you know, oh, besides, I thought, I thought you were gonna say those Trulies, since you can't <laughs> taste them. <laughs> I wanted to, but I started regaining my my sense of taste now. So, <laughs> oh no, <clears throat> yeah, yep, that's it. Once once you recovered like even five percent of your taste buds, it's over. You can't have those oh. Trulies anymore. Dude, I only have one left. I gotta, I gotta kill it soon because that's man, impressive. You gotta kill it before all your taste buds come back. <laughs> I know, dude. I know. I'm gonna have to. So, uh, I, I, I mean, there's a lot to discuss to begin with. So, looking at our podcast topics, uh, Michael, like, what do you want to start with? Um, I'll let you decide that. Okay. I feel, so, I feel like you're you're good <clears throat> at picking topics. Okay, okay, okay. I got gotcha. you. So, uh, initially. I started off with uh, Bayonetta 3 Impressions, right? And the thing is, it started off as Impressions, but since we canceled last week's podcast, I actually ended up finishing the game. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted to give you my little rapid-fire review of the of the game. Good. Okay, so here's... This has is, this is, uh, been said by many reviewers at this point, but uh, the game needs a remaster. Definitely. Uh, based on what I played so far, I know you played it the legal way, Michael. Um, <laughs> and even the legal, even the the legal way that you played it <laughs> is also is also rough to look at. Yes, yes, and I, you know, I've definitely had the chance to upscale if I wanted to. Regardless, the game did not look good from what I played. Mm-hmm. I mean that, and and I played it on on original hardware. And dude, it's not good, man. It's, I think, I think they they really wanted to prioritize that sixty frames per second, and I think they mostly achieved it. But I, it just looks like ass. It doesn't look good at all. And I think uh, visually, the game is a step down from Bayonetta two. I don't know if you've played that one. I've seen gameplay, but you know, this, this is one of those games where you look at it. And you think maybe visuals isn't everything. Yeah, and, and thank thankfully, the game play is incredible. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of the most varied games. It was so much fun to play. Uh, it's definitely one of my top top five for the year. And and it's a shame that it's running on Switch hardware because dude, it needs to run on like PC or Xbox or PS5 at like 4K 60 or 4K 120 because. That's the way they, I feel like that. that's how the game is meant to be played. It's just so chaotic. And um, it's, it's, it's just uh, an incredible game, really. I don't know what else to say. I can recommend it to anybody. I even got the, the special edition that came with the art book and everything. Um, would, you, would you say it'd be in contention of game of the year if, let's say, it had graf- graphics of Devil May Cry 5 or something like that? Damn. Well, what what constitutes game of the year? Uh, think about the categories. You look at uh, story, gameplay, mechanics, replayability, right? Those sort of things. Uh, the game itself, the story is kind of weak. And again, you don't play Bayonetta for the story. And uh, you play for the plot. Yes, the plot. Obviously, the <laughs> plot. <laughs> yeah, you definitely play for the plot. Uh, I, I think it's, 
I, I wouldn't say game of the year, but it's definitely one of the funnest games I've played this year. It, it, when I when I look at game of the year contentions and contenders, I think about captivation as a okay. as a gamer. You want a game that captivates you and brings you in to the game, and you have an enjoyable playthrough. I don't think, and you know, I I know a lot of games. You're like, oh, this game has you know an amazing story and amazing mechanics and amazing this, but what really matters is all of it being all of it being brought together and captivating you totally. Would you okay. say Bayonetta three like captivated you? As it a most gamer? definitely did. Yes, definitely. Okay. And I think that's all really that matters. And and to say that some of my favorite games this year have been on the Switch says a lot, because you know the Switch, the, the aging hardware um, is one thing, but man, they released a lot of good games this year. A lot of that that I've been playing a lot, and um, with Pokemon coming out this week, I don't I know, man. Wait. I think I just think it's a lot. And uh, right now, I'm actually playing uh, Persona Five Royal, and dude, I'm addicted to this game, dude. I've been playing on average like five hours a day since wow. I got back. Yeah, since <laughs> since I got back from yeah, Chicago, no life. dude. I, I mean, I've been recovering from COVID. What else am I gonna do? Play Persona. Oh, that's true. And I can't, I cannot wait for for Pokemon to come out. It's just kind of a bummer that I leave for a cruise right after the day. It's not a bummer. I, I'm, you know, I need a vacation, but the day after Pokemon comes out, uh, sorry, the day after Pokemon comes out is when I leave for the cruise. Now I'm most definitely probably gonna bring my Switch on the cruise and play it at night. You know, when I have the chance to. So yeah, just we'll sneak see. in some game time. Sneak sneak in some game time when you're taking a a number two. Yeah, or, I'm know, definitely. I'm not gonna get too far into the game because you know I need to stay at least at a relative level where I can still play co-op with you. So we'll I'm see. gonna I'm gonna make the effort between Persona Five and Pokemon. I'm gonna make the effort to 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 dive deep in this game. That says a I, lot. That says a lot because I mean you you never really jumped off the deep end into a Pokemon game. No, no. I almost got there with uh, with Arceus Legends, but it just wasn't enough to really get me there. And Temtem has been fun, but uh, we fell off the wagon a bit in playing that game, so... Yeah. We could always jump back on. It's still a popular game. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I, I, I really want to try. I really want to make the effort, so we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. So, <clears throat> I mean, now that we already discussed Bayonetta... This is kind of, this is actually isn't in the podcast topic, but I want to jump into Gotham Knights real quick because I know we just finished that game. Ah, yes. Yes, we did. So, I mean, I'm not going to give my uh, final review on it. I mean, I will, but I want you to give your final review on it before I say my piece because mine is going to be super, super passionate. Yeah. Uh, For me, the way I see the game, and I know there's a lot of complaints and reviews and uh... You know how, you know, the game gets a little boring and repetitive. Yeah, sure it does. But I like how there's different factions of enemies. So it never gets too boring. Um, the game difficulty definitely ramps up once you hit about like level 25 and above. You know, it starts getting a little harder. So it once you hit that point where it, you know, ramps up in terms of, you know, funness, I would say. Having a little bit more fun. I think overall the game was great. I think they they did a good job. Now, is it the best Batman game? I know we're discussing this while we're playing. Definitely not. <laughs> not even close. But it's still a fun game. It was fun for me to to be able to play co-op with you. So, I enjoyed it. I mean, and I think that's what makes the experience a lot more enjoyable because if I were playing this solo, I think I would have quit way earlier. Yeah, because I I find um, the gameplay wasn't bad. I mean, the performance issues aside, I would have loved for them to fix it before we finished the game. But I think we put in like what, like a solid 22, 23 hours into it. Yeah. And uh, as it stands, um, I think the latter half of the game fell apart story wise. It just was boring to me. I really didn't care what was happening. And that Court of Owls story started off really interesting. And then it's like, oh, it's. Batman's uncle, that's the evil guy. 
and then he dies, and then that was over really quickly, and then it's actually the League of Shadows that's like the actual bad guy, quote-unquote, and uh, it just didn't do it for me, and the final boss was like kind of dumb. I mean, I feel like the Mr. Freeze fight was much better than the last boss fight. Yeah, and I don't want to give away any spoilers, but at the end of the game, what really like irked me was, oh, this person's uh alive this person's dead this person's alive again this person's dead again it's like come on like but wait this person yeah. also a kamikaze pilot <laughs> yeah well, so you know it, it's you know it, i know the story fell apart but i i did like and i wish they would have done this earlier in the game where they implemented you know a little bit more difficulty in, in the enemies as the game progressed because I felt like we didn't encounter any difficulty in the game until we hit, like, level 25, 26, getting mm -hmm. up there. And it wasn't even difficult. It's just the enemies are sponges at that point. Yeah. They're not hard to beat. You're just dodging the entire time. Yeah, and also, to add insult to injury, I hate using that phrase a lot, but the game really doesn't encourage you to change up your play style. Um, because I found that I have could spam the same build and then that got me through like most of the fights because like I just had a fire build and that was enough to just like run through the rest of the game without an issue. And I know for you, your range was so overpowered that it wasn't even worth doing any melee attacks. Oh yeah. The latter half of the game, I was only using range. Like my melee was useless. I did not use it at all. So it yeah. kind of got a little annoying. Yeah. And I also want to point out that I hate how when you use your special, if you're in the process of using it, an enemy could stop you from doing it at any given time. Aside from some specific attacks, like you have to upgrade them, like for Batgirl, like if you're going to use your uh, critical strike attack to, to or what they call the beatdown attack, it could interrupt some attacks, but I hate how enemies could interrupt you, but you can't interrupt enemies. Like they could be in the middle of like this crazy combo to annihilate you, and it's like you can't stop them. And then on top of that, they could dodge everything like nothing, even though the two of us are like beating on them at the same time. Yeah. And I did not like that at all. Insane. Yeah, but I mean, it's fine. We it, It's actually a game that we beat for once, so I'm pretty proud of that. You know, and I want to move this to a game that I'm actually excited to, to start playing and give our first impression on, which is God of War Ragnarok. I want to just jump right into that because, geez, man, I, you know, just jumping into the game, it's already so fun and and, and just captivating to me to play. Um, okay, so 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 actually, before we continue, how much have you played? I played about six hours. Okay, I have not played that much. I've only played like a, an hour and a half, maybe. It's enough to give a first impression. Okay, 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 okay. So, okay, uh, go ahead. What do you think? Based on the opening hour of the game, what can you tell me so far? I mean, for me, I think gameplay-wise, the mechanics are fun, as, you know, as it always is in a God of War game. I think it throws you right into the fire, so it's not like this slow progression. Like I feel like there's immediately in the first hour of the game, you're 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 fighting bosses. You're you're already captivated in the story. Um, you know about you know contemplating if you're gonna take on Odin or not. So I I, I think I'm already involved in the story, and I'm already you know uh, wanting to move on and play more. Just to and that's what always captivated me with the God of War games is the story. Just because, you know, just being interested in, in old lore and stuff like that. So I'm honestly, you know, wanting to always jump on. And I don't have a lot of free time, you know, this week or the previous week. But, you know, I've definitely tried to put my time in. So I, if a game's having me wanting to play like that, it says a lot. Yeah, I, I you know, I jumped into the game. I mean, I, I recently beat God of War 2018 like two three months ago i played it on pc kind of to refresh my memory for this game and the first game is nothing short of a of a stellar game um the story itself is just very touching you know father and son journey together and 
I liked a lot of the first game. Um, the only thing that became stale for me was the enemy variation that I found it to be very uh, much of the same after the first couple of hours and a lot of repeat mini bosses. And um, overall, the game is incredible and I really loved it. But those were the, like, the little things that irked me. And also, I found that the RPG systems were kind of tacked on. I, I feel like for a game like this, it's it's really a waste of time. I mean, you're the god of war. Like, why are you wearing, you know, specific armor to give you like buffs and stuff? Like, like you're the guy. Like, right. what, what do you need more? But uh, having that said, I, I thought that game was incredible, and so I was really excited to jump into this one. And man, the beginning of the game did not disappoint. It just gave me chills down my spine. Like the like that beginning encounter with the uh, I'm not going to specify, but with the first couple of gods in the beginning were just like wow. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. It like makes any Marvel movie look bad. It's just it just like it, it felt so good. Right. And, uh, yeah. I, I will I will say they never removed the the RPG elements out of the previous game. But you know, that's part of game development progression. I mean, they want to mm-hmm. keep people involved and engaged in the game and that's just, you know, a feature that they added to do so. Um now for the enemies, I can't really say I'm not too far into the game. Um, but I, I will say they have been a bit repetitive in terms of the enemy variation. Um, you know, they add, you know, these the same type of enemies that, you know, oh, but these guys have special effects. And uh, I guess yeah. I got to play a little bit more to give a little bit more insight on it, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, some of the reviews that I've been watching have been saying that the enemy variation is better. So, I mean, only time will tell. It's still like a 30-hour game. So there's plenty to to get into you know before we we have a final verdict on it and we probably won't even have a final review on this game until probably end of december at this rate so so depending on how how things go (laughs) i might jump into it or not but you know but between persona between pokemon i i don't know (laughs) well i'm gonna try my best to, to, to get into it there's so so many games coming out this year's stacked yeah there's just too much stuff i mean i've been looking at some of the releases and, and I mean, I haven't even gotten Call of Duty yet, so that's still one that I have to get. Uh, we also have uh, Evil West, which is another co-op game that I'm like interested in, but I'm waiting for reviews. Uh, we got Pokemon. Um, we just had God of War, and also in December we have. Um... Oh, what is happening in December? Actually, I haven't even looked. We got oh, no, we're only Callisto talking about Protocol? November. Oh, the Callisto Protocol. That's right, December second. Oh man, I'm really yeah. excited! And about uh, that one game I'm super excited about is High on Life. Dude, the, oh yeah, the trailers yeah. look so amazing that I can't wait to play that game. Yeah, as long you know, the only thing I'm worried about that game is that I don't want it to become like a Rick and Morty game. Yeah, and I, yeah, I I can see, but I feel like that's kind of the same type of humor that they're going for. It, it really seems like very similar, but you know, hopefully. They have their own spin on it, which it looks like they do in the trailers. It just looks hilarious. Yeah, I, I just, I just hope it doesn't, um, doesn't become too heavy-handed with uh, Rick and Morty humor. I, I mean, I mean, the Rick and Morty humor to me, I, I've never seen Rick and Morty, but I've seen, I've seen some people's obsession with Rick and Morty, and I'm just like, I mean, I get it, but it, it's just not, it's just not there for me. But that guy, he's been in a lot of animated uh, works and been involved in a lot of animated works. So I'm not going to, not going to discount his writing ability to, to have a story like that, right. To make it compelling. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to definitely still play it. Cause it's on game pass, the best deal in gaming. No questions asked. Right. So, all right. So <clears throat> let me just move a little, little forward here in our timeline. So prior to, the last episode we were supposed to record at a work trip when I went, I went out to uh, Philadelphia and it was just a day trip, nothing crazy, but I went there and, you know, when you go to Philadelphia, you just have to, you know, have a Philly cheesesteak. Went in and, Rome. Uh, went in Rome. Exactly. Went in Rome, but it's full of people from Philly, which, you know. Give or take, oh, I don't know. If, you made me uh, cringe. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, man, you said it, not me. Uh, <laughs> so, so man, let me tell you something. 
Philly cheesesteaks, I am not a big fan of them. I don't know about you. Yeah. But well, I do not like Philly cheesesteaks like that much. Right. I I mean I they're one of my favorite uh types of sandwiches ever. So now now I, I wanna I wanna ask you this. Do you prefer steak or chicken? Oh, chicken all day. I'm a chicken person. Mm. Okay, I mean I understand that. I I went to this place called Gino's that's supposed to be like one of the most uh famous spots and they didn't have chicken, they only had steak. And I got it with the cheese whiz and the sauteed onions, as recommended. And mm-hmm. I, even though I liked it, I I still prefer, uh, not a Cuban sandwich. What is it? A pan con steak. I'd rather have that than a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, I mean, I'll say something. Okay, go and ahead. We, we might catch some flack here. Okay, go ahead. I've traveled to many countries. I've traveled mm-hmm. to many cities. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying this because of my culture and where I come from, but Cubans make the best sandwiches, dude. Now I've dude. been to Philly. I've, I've been to Philly. Mm-hmm. I've had I've I've gone to, you know, the highest reviewed place, quote unquote. Uh, you know, I don't know how many places I went to that was like, yeah, we make the best Phillies. I I've looked it up on, on websites to get the reviews. I've had the Philly cheesesteaks. Good? Yeah. Great? Sure. The best? No. Listen. Dude, I've had so many Cuban pan con that's better. I've had, uh, dude, media noches that are better. I've had, dude, I, I just, maybe we're I just think brought up in a culture where we have high expectations. That's the thing. Cubans have perfected the stuff that goes in, a, in, in between two breads. Maybe, or mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be biased, right? Because that's, you know, that's my background. But, man, if you look at the variations of sandwiches that we've made, it, it's, it's pretty insane. Between, okay, hear me out. You have the mediano trick, which is a staple. You make that with potato bread, right? right. You have your pan con biste. You also have your pan con croqueta. Mm-hmm. Right? And then also, don't forget the tostada. I'm not saying this is Cuban, but it is made with Cuban bread. And that's also delicious. Yeah, dude. I mean, there's so many different variations, too. I mean, you can have pan con croqueta y con un huevo. Mm-hmm. And you can have... Yeah, huevo. I, I know about the huevo one. That one is the balls, right? Yeah, yeah, those are the balls. Yes, the balls. Yeah, so yeah, you put some bullet testicle in there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't doubt there's a sandwich out there that's, that is like that. But, uh, dude, I just, every, every every time, and it's not hard to make Cuban sandwiches. I mean, you have a sandwich press, buy some, and yeah, maybe it's only local to South Florida or you could get Cuban bread. Because when I lived in North Carolina, I couldn't find Cuban bread anywhere. I had to substitute with a, with a like softer based French bread, which you know is still fine, but it's not hard to make a Cuban sandwich if you could get your hands on Cuban bread. Oh, I also and also now that you mentioned the the Cuban sandwiches, I forgot about another sandwich that's also pretty damn good, la tripleta. Oh my God! Now that's 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 a gem in its own. Yeah, now when you talk about like Puerto Rican staples, that's definitely one of them. I will say, I I, I will say, I've tried plenty of tripletas in, in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I think you know they're good. A little bit too much meat for me. And oh that's yeah, where, way too much. That's where you know Cubans outshine a little bit. They add different elements. Like in a, in a Cuban sandwich, there's the the nice crispiness of the pickle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like, if you you know get it with pickles, and you have the 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 cheese that's just melted perfectly. The tanginess of the mustard. Oh, yeah, so good. It's just so many different elements, and then if if uh, you're a steak guy, you get a pan con piste. You know, you get the the little uh, what are they called? The little potato crisps. Oh, like the little picnic yeah. sticks or whatever. Yeah, they're called. yeah, yeah. You yeah, that con cebolla and. and uh, they're just 
so many different variations you can have. It's very diverse. Everyone has their own style. Yeah, no, it's it's just. I, I could so speak delicious. all day about Cuba sandwiches. Dude, I could speak all day about most food. Damn. My God. But maybe we should okay. switch the topic before we get a little bit too hungry. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know, we just, ate, <laughs> just ate dinner. I don't need to eat more. Definitely. No, man. I had a I had a this thing from HelloFresh that was a uh, it was a chickpea salad sandwich, and it was um I'm at, yeah I'm at, it's like. I mean, I don't eat tuna salad sandwiches, but I could imagine that's what it would be. It was pretty good. I, I really liked it. It had like spinach, and then you just mash up these chickpeas and you put on like these like little things to make a little paste. It, it was pretty damn good, and and it gets served with uh, some um, some potato wedges, and it was a pretty solid meal. And vegetarian. And I mean, I don't really care about the vegetarian piece, but it looked very very interesting and i and it was pretty damn good so anyways enough about food man <laughs> this is too much <laughs> this is too much enough about food all right so we're gonna move forward a bit uh go back to tech for now um this was last week michael uh the radeon uh announcement or was oh, it yes. the week before i think it was two weeks ago the 7900 xtx yeah, that that the what is it the seventy nine hundred XT and the XTX, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I got really excited about this, but I want you to tell me what you think first before before anything. Um. Yeah. I mean, honestly, best bang for your buck, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're pricing it very well priced. You know, and we're speaking MSRP. Who knows? Uh, ret- retailers are probably going to jack them up a bit, but you know MSRP for the price, you know, to what was it? They they outperformed thirty ninety TIs or thirty nineties. Um, I mean that's or, or or they have similar performance something like that. I think uh that's what I read. But here's here's what I saw. Now tell me, tell me. Their boost clock. Mm-hmm. For the seventy nine hundred XTX, at least, it's pretty similar to the clock of the forty ninety. Now, of course, you're not going to get the same performance as a forty ninety. Make that that clear. They're com- two completely different category cards. Mm-hmm. But for a card that's fifty percent less in price, you know that's that's amazing performance that you're getting out of the XTX. Yeah, over I, in a video card if you're not if you're not someone who you know just likes to spend fucking two thousand dollars on a video card yeah i mean i i i'm not gonna defend uh no certain uh, company because at the end of the day you got to look at the gpu market and i remember back then you used to get a high-end gpu for 6.99 right uh, looking at the 1080 ti for example that's a legendary card it's been it did the thing and it was priced uh, I would say at the time, priced to be super competitive, and it it was an amazing GPU. Now, nowadays, to say that you have this top end card like Radeon, for example, and it's like, yeah, it's incredible that it's only a thousand dollars for the the high end GPU. At at the end of the day, it's 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 great, but it's not what we deserve. Mm-hmm. Be, because look at something, for example, like uh the 3080 when it came out two years ago and it was going for what msrp 699 and that thing is a really fast gpu but then with the market and and everything else it spent two years where it was priced above a thousand on a regular basis right so right i think that we as consumers are celebrating the fact that like hey look how fast this gpu is for a thousand but I don't think it's necessarily right. I I still think that we shouldn't pay more than seven hundred bucks, eight hundred bucks for a GPU like this, considering the technology has advanced like this so quickly in the last couple of years. I feel like they could do better, but I think what Radeon is doing is like a direct slap to the face with Nvidia, because between the forty ninety costing way too much money, them getting the forty eighty and unlaunching it, right? And on top of that, they have those adapters burning on the 4090s, uh, the, the the 12 pin connectors. 
I mean, right. Nvidia's just like been cocky for too long, and rightfully so because their technology is above anything anything else. And so I, that's why they've been able to uh I guess uh coddle the mo- the market for as long as they have. So I think this is going to disrupt it if it's going to be as good as it looks like it is. Right. It's it's if anything it's a step in the right direction and I know it's probably not something that you know we want to be paying for the top end video card from especially from a brand where growing up we've always known it as the way we can get into gaming or high-end gaming on a budget um hey man the rx480 rx480 was my my uh, uh what's it called best bang for buck i started with the radio on 7850 i jumped into the rx480 and i'm like bro for 200 bucks 1080p gaming i mean you couldn't beat it at the time yeah exactly and I feel like, you know, a thousand dollars is high, but it's it's still lower than, you know, top end cards by Nvidia, and it's gonna force Nvidia to make a move next because they know that they can make a card, you know, eventually better, um, if they don't do something because AMD is able to have, first of all, similar boost clock speeds. Mm-hmm. lower tdp at a lower price they're using the same memory interface so you know they're both using 384 bit memory interface mm-hmm. uh, memory speeds are very similar I, I think it's like one gigabyte per second difference which in a video card that's that's like five percent difference in memory speed which is hardly anything um you know the only thing that Nvidia has over them really is they're packing, you know, uh, just a tremendous amount of cores into their video cards, which mm-hmm. AMD could do if they wanted. But look at a forty ninety and look at a seventy nine hundred XTX. Yeah, and also the seventy nine hundred XTX is doing that with much lower board power requirements. Right, and uh, and also on top of that, they're also future proofing themselves a bit because they have the new Display Port. Uh, 2.1 that at this moment nvidia chose to still use 1.4 on their 4090 which is their flagship so i'm i'm really curious about where they go next um because once once a radeon or more so amd releases this card i'm pretty sure that's when you're going to see the 4080 like come out to compete against it because i think that's what's going to be the the comparison yeah definitely man I just, I really, I really hope it works out because, uh, I mean, I'm not looking to buy a GPU <laughs> right now. I, I'm good where, where I am right now with a 3080. I think I'm good for the next couple of years. Um, but I really love to see this. Just, I, I want them to really uh, create some healthy competition, especially now that Intel has their own GPUs. Um, so, so we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm, I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, so, I'm definitely waiting <clears throat> myself. Uh, definitely gonna see. I want to see what comes out next, at least in terms of what Nvidia is gonna do next, and you know maybe even see what AMD has up their sleeves for their next run as well. I feel like they're yeah. gonna go big. Not saying they didn't this time, but I definitely go big or go it, home, man. Right. I think it'll be an equalizing uh, time. Yeah, no, it's it's really gonna make a big difference now, man. You know. You know, we spent the first, uh, I mean, I don't know how long we've been recording for now, but uh, we spent the first bit of the podcast talking about video games. We talked about cheesesteaks and whatnot. And uh, <laughs> now I actually find myself going back to this video game topic because there's another one that we missed that we didn't discuss. What's that? Halo Infinite. Ah, yes. My God, Finally. Halo Infinite. The topic not topic but the the subject of controversy for the past year you know the restructuring of the company you know bonnie ross leaving the company it has left 343 in turmoil now i still Fuck think that. that they're the worst no, i'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> i still think that they're the, they're the worst run like developer in history okay i'm talking shit but i, I think <laughs> that they're re- they've been managed so terribly and i'm like man 
Microsoft have put so much money into the studio, and and I understand how they've like gotten away with all the garbage that they've done, and and now, uh, as of what four or five actually now oh, almost a week ago, they finally released the 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 network co-op, and on top of that, they also did a bunch of changes to multiplayer, and they added like one new map I think, and also Forge beta is out, and and I don't know. I mean, I'm happy that Network Co-op is out. I, we've been playing it with, uh, with with Daniel, and it's been a blast. It's been a super. It's been a lot of fun. It's 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 so funny that it took Bonnie Ross to leave three four three for them to put out something that's fun for me. Besides the Master Chief Collection, but 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 you know the Master Chief Collection had its fair share of issues when it released. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, because it had a lot of network problems, and I know it's I know it's a huge feat to get every single halo game into this one compilation and every single you know uh, playlist type and all this i understand it's a lot of work but man 343 has just been on a losing streak and 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 the thing is that halo infinite is a good game but they just somehow managed to mess it up yeah i and you know i feel like now that we're playing the co-op together that's how the game was supposed to be played honestly when i played the first time around halo infinite by myself i was like yeah, it's fun. It could definitely be more fun with a co-op game uh, or as a co-op game. I definitely mm-hmm. felt like there was a lot to worry about as as you playing alone, whereas if you had your teammates to watch your back or watch your sides, especially if you're playing on higher difficulties like Heroic or Legendary, um, it makes such a big difference when you're playing with others. Yeah, I mean... I gotta say, I, I I love the the world of Halo Infinite. It's been a lot of fun. I mean, I know you've been messing around with that stupid glitched weapon, but uh, it's in there for a reason. <laughs> I'm sure, and not only that. I mean, we've been playing on Legendary, and it's been pretty damn tough. Um, even with the glitch weapon, those jackal um, yeah. snipers, man, they don't miss. Yeah, it's almost a meme at this point. They just they just program them like that. They're like, no, we're gonna have them annihilate you from a mile <laughs> away, no questions asked. But like like you were saying about the 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 gameplay the world i find it to be too expansive to just be one person playing it yeah yeah it definitely is because that because right now like playing with you and daniel it feels really good like i i feel like there's a lot of like maneuverability you know moving around and 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 have this giant sandbox and it's just so much fun you know especially throwing the cores around and blowing grunts up it's just so much fun and also the grunts are so funny they say some ridiculous shit. It's just, it's just so good. I love it. Yeah. It's so much more fun. You're riding in the warhog with your buddies, three of you, and one warhog, two of yeah. you with glitch weapons. Yeah, <laughs> and then one, and then one of us, that person, me, is just trying to, just trying to stay alive. <laughs> My God, you know how many accidental deaths from from just shooting the tank weapon off and just blowing everything up by mistake? Yeah, it's like oh, I'm gonna kill the boss. You kill the boss and me at the same time. <laughs> it's it, it's a lot it's but worth man. It. yeah yeah and and also the other piece too that I, I you know i gotta give him some credit is that the, the the progress is shared between all the players which is huge yeah no that's pretty awesome the only thing that i did not like is if one person hasn't played the game and two other people or whatever group you're playing with has already progressed to a certain point, you have to start all the way from the beginning because you need to catch that person up. Mm-hmm. That's the only the only point, uh, part of the game that I did not like. Um, I wish they could have done something about it. Does it ruin the game entirely for me? No, because once we catch that person up, it's still like amazingly fun. So Yeah, and I mean, it would be nice to just have an option to, to, be, to say, hey, you know, start with a fresh... Uh, uh, a fresh save that's not saved so you could just play with somebody then that would be a nice option where you, that person could just play and they're they're not tied to having to have a a save file they could just drop in play and then that's it i also would like some some drop-in co-op like if you're just playing through the world and you just want to have somebody join you and of like how gotham knights is i would have liked that too without having to go to the lobby but besides that i don't have much to complain i think it's pretty solid all around Definitely. Now, I would like to talk about the front runner for game of the year here, Jaime. What game is that? And I want to say, Among Us VR Edition has come out. Oh my out God! And taken Among Us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I 
Uh, I, that was just a meme. I, I really don't. Hey man, I, I know I, you I have that VR try it headset out. in the corner. I know you have that VR headset in the corner. If you tried it, don't even don't even pretend. I do. I'm too lazy to hook it back up. As I get up through HDMI, it's not the the quest to like all these amazing new VR gamers have. I just have the old. Dude, by the way, now that we're talking about VR, I actually wanted to point something out to you. Um, you know that the PlayStation VR two is coming, right? Right. And I was looking at the kit and it's pretty impressive. The specs on, on the headset are pretty insane. The only gripe that I have with it, and I kinda wanted to talk to you about it, I'll just run I'll just run this uh through not not run not run this through you, but run this with you. Uh I'll I'm gonna look it up and we'll discuss it. But have you seen what the, the retail price is gonna be of the PSVR two? Yeah, it's like five hundred and fifty bucks or something like that. Six hundred. Six hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, am I am I full of it? No, it's five fifty. You're right. It comes out February twenty second, and it's gonna be it's gonna be five fifty. And, and I pre- think the pre orders mo- open up tomorrow, right? As we record this. Uh, I think so. I thought, no. I, I, thought I read something like that. Uh, I don't know. Oh no, in Australia you can. Well, anyways, I am really excited for those people that really want it. But man, the launch lineup for the VR games are just so abysmal. It's like you're gonna charge five fifty for. I mean, I I get it. The, the tech is incredible, but man, five fifty for a headset. And on top of that, the only game that you have worthwhile that at least worthwhile that's like a triple A game is Horizon. Uh, uh, call what's it called? Horizon Call of the the Mountain. And and it just doesn't. It, I don't think it's enough to persuade me to, to buy a headset. And I, and I don't even think PSVR 1 had anything that ever persuaded me to want to have one either. I don't know. I don't know if I'm if I'm alone on this. You could chime in if you want. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And I feel like, well, the first PlayStation VR, I feel like the only selling point was that it had an OLED display. Because the actual like display if i remember correctly was kind of bad compared to the other vr systems now that i know the psvr 2 is supposed to have like the best display and it's supposed to be oled and all these things mm-hmm. but it's not that much of a difference from cheaper vr headsets like the oculus quest 2 i feel like oculus quest 2 is your best bang for your buck always now could you use the psvr 2 on pc not at the moment well, until they come out with drivers, I feel like it's just not worth it. You know, what are you going to play on the PSVR 2 that makes it worth 550 bucks? Oh, and, and also, let's not forget, I know the Oculus Quest was considered great, but remember that they, they put up the price on the Oculus Quest. How much is the Oculus Quest now? Now it's 400 bucks. That's still better bang for your buck, dude. I mean, I guess. And, you, and it's PC-based, so... Yeah, you can connect it with the display link cable. Yeah, I mean, I mean that. I mean, as it looks like now, the VR two is optimized to be used on the the PS five, which which I get it. And I mean, besides Horizon, oh, you also have Resident Evil eight that's going to come out for a VR. I know everybody's really excited about that, so they could get stepped on the giant uh, vampire lady. And um, I mean, you always have the games that's that are already out, like. Uh, mm-hmm. Like No Man's Sky, and that's true. Uh, what th- th- isn't Gran Turismo VR as well? Did you play? Uh, I don't think so, not yet. Or well, is they it? Are I don't coming, know. They're coming out with the new Ace Combat. You know, one of that's these, true. One of these years. <laughs> <laughs> no, they will. I mean, they're still they're still not done supporting Ace Combat Seven, right? I mean, they, they just took out that that top. They didn't just take out, but they have that Top Gun. Uh, DLC. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, besides that, I, I, I don't know. VR for me is in a weird place because it's not something that I'm really truly excited about. It's kind of, uh, to me, it's still a, a very niche, um, I guess niche segment because there are a lot of fun games to be played on there. But I don't think there's like anything that's like, oh man, I need to play Beat Saber, like. No, that's not that's not me. So and you do get motion sickness, dude. Motion sickness. 
And at least for me, when I had the, the Oculus Rift, the pain on my head from wearing the headset was too much. It was unbearable. Couldn't play more than like 30, 45 minutes. It was just too much. For me, it's more like a, just a novelty the thing to just say you have. Like, yeah, I got a VR. I tried it. I haven't mm-hmm. turned it on since, you know, a little after you returned yours. Um, but I definitely want to try a few games, so I might one of these days boot it up. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, I mean, anyways, it, the topic is, is kind of like a, a sore one since we're not VR aficionados, so it's not going to be that interesting. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll leave I'll leave the floor open to you if you wanted to bring up anything that you've been thinking about since the time that we spent apart. Yeah, I do. Gonna... Yeah. I got something. I got something for the thick collective, thick cast, all of our thick listeners. The um, audience. That's right. I have something. So okay, tell me, surprise if us. You guys remember our what was our first or second podcast? We spoke about how me and Hyman and one of the things that arose was basically was an asshole. I was a little bit of a bully. Now, Jaime received a video, you know, of himself from an unknown number. Now, he knows who it is <laughs> after the fact, but from an unknown number. Dude, I, I uh, almost forgot he, this was a podcast stuff. <laughs> he, he, uh, he sent over the video, and I'm watching it. Okay. Guys, Jaime so- was a bully. Okay, okay, okay. Listen, listen, listen. I, I wanna, I wanna set the stage of how this happened. Okay, so this was on October twenty sixth uh, at two p.m. Oh and, my! Uh, wait, wait, wait. You remember the time that your life changed? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thankfully, iMessage keeps a history of that. Uh, so <laughs> I received this video uh, from an unknown number, and I'm gonna explain this to the viewers because they they can't see it. So it's an old video. It looks like something out of um you ever seen Sinister, Michael? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it looks like found footage. And it's like this old footage of me in elementary school. And I'm, you know, in the classroom and I and I just look like I'm just like there, like a fat little kid. And I'm like, oh, that's really funny. And then I I let the video play and I just see myself uh attacking this like uh this boy right i'm I'm watching it now actually so i could kind of uh <laughs> refresh my memory so i'm actually looking at the camera and you see like you see me just like look at the camera with like intense um intense malice and i just <laughs> go and i start wrestling with the kid and then the video cuts off and i was like yo what is this man and uh I don't know who it was. So I know I showed it to my wife. I showed it to you. And and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, man, who is this? This is and I was too scared to ask. I thought, man, maybe I have a stalker or something. Like maybe my time is up. And uh I asked the guy and I'm like, hey, who is this? And and they just replied to me, You and you and uh and Eric. And I was like, oh my God. And it, and that it clicks for me immediately. Um, it turns out that the guy, or more so the kid in the video that I was bullying, was an old uh, friend from elementary school, and his dad that I used to work with at one of my previous jobs uh, uh, sent me the video because he he had like an old home video of his son, and I'm just like, man, it goes to show you that you never really know who you are. Even when you look in the mirror. And all no, I got to say that's is... That's profound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can see the same person looking back at you every single day. But you never really know what your past is. I, I blocked out those memories from elementary school, clearly. I miss he's a six or seven year old, uh, you know, little asshole kid now. Looking at him in the mirror every morning when he looks into it. Yeah, dude, when I, when I look back, I, I, get, bullied by, I get bullied by, by myself. Like, it's me looking at me bullying myself. And, uh, man, I don't know. Ever since that day, I've, I've treated people differently. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the, the day that changed your life. I, I, I treat them with more respect. 
Uh, it, oh man, it, 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 I didn't think you had it in you. I, you know, uh, I never thought you would have had it in you. It, it, it's a, it's a huge, um, it's a huge change compared to what I thought my life was. But it's just karma. All it was is karma. I got, I, I received what I, what I, what I gave. So, so it just, it just blew my mind, and I'm just embarrassed, frankly. And now. You know, the world goes 360. Yeah. What happens? Yeah, it just oh my god, so embarrassing. Yeah, let's well, let's hope let's hope you stay alive and this guy doesn't go after you or anything for bullying his kid. Yeah, <laughs> man, you gotta be careful with these guys. Yeah, he was just like like he like like when I uh when I when I started texting him, I was like, Oh man, I didn't know it was you. And he and then he just replied to me. He's like, "You asshole! You erased my phone number." And I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" <laughs> it's a double whammy. Now he has two reasons. Dude, he fucking hit me where it hurts. And I was like, "Oh man!" Now you like, look in the mirror. You're like, "Wait, am I an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> Who am I?" <laughs> oh man! Uh, but thank you. But thank you for for letting me relive that embarrassing moment from my previous life. I had to let them all know. I think it's only a, fair. You, you brought up my embarrassing moment. I have to bring up yours. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I, I, I deserve. I hey, deserve now, that, now we're just two nice grown men. It's okay. Yeah, you know? it's true. We've, it's true. We've learned from our mistakes. We're both reformed, and yeah. yeah that's all I mean, the, I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of the the people I work with still infuriate me, and um, I do wish like terrible things upon them, but. <laughs> but besides that I, I consider myself you know the best man i've ever been and uh you know the i think this coming full circle after getting covid uh, made me realize how how life is fruitful and we take things for granted and also recording this podcast has proven to be a difficulty for me because i'm i still i'm still getting out of breath while i'm speaking so, gotta you know, gotta gotta take things slowly. Yeah, forgot the vid. It gets yes, you. man. I can't recommend it, dude. I mean, I want to close off the podcast by talking about how I think I got it, and was it worth it? So I'm gonna tell you. So last week I went to Chicago. Uh, I went to go see one of my K-pop groups. I mean, I don't know if I've made this very clear before, but I love K-pop. My wife and I both love K-pop. Uh, we've seen a K-pop group earlier this year twice in New York, and we had the time of our lives. And we had another group come in uh, later at the end of this year. Well, you know, this November, uh, Itzy in Chicago. And uh, I we made the trip out there. And, man, it was a life-changing experience. There's something There's something very exciting about seeing these people that otherwise you wouldn't expect to be here, but they're here. And, and it was just a wonderful experience. Now I will say that at the time of the concert, I was already coming down with something. And, uh, you know, by the time I got back here, it was just full death mode. And, um, you know, would I do it again? hundred percent. And that's all I have to say for that. COVID sucks though. Lost my, lost my taste. And it wasn't nice. My wife got it worse than me. But we're all good now, moving forward. Oh, Michael, do you have anything else for us before we before we close out? Any any closing comments? I just want to say, Jaime, I'm glad you're still with us. I'm glad you made it through the COVID. Um, yeah, man. Hopefully, hopefully the next time we record this, we'll be in person, holding hands, looking at each other face to face in the podcast studio. Um, it's been a hard separation. Um, yeah, you know, I I hope next podcast we're back to a hundred percent. And let me just say, next podcast will probably be a bit, guys. Um, I'm going on a cruise, so I don't think I'd be able to do it this weekend or next weekend. As I think I get back, um, Sunday actually, Hyman. So okay, okay, gotcha. We'll see, unless we record later in the day, but might be a bit. It's a, 
it's all good, man. I think I think we're really going to uh, pick up some some extra content to discuss for you guys. But I, you know, now with these closing comments, I don't want this to be too uh, disorganized. But I, I just wanted to say one last story about Chicago, and uh, I hope uh, have you been to Chicago, Michael? I haven't been there yet. No. Okay, so let me tell you something. The people there are fucking weird. Okay. It's a, that's, that's two cities we've insulted this podcast. <laughs> okay, listen, man. Listen, listen. Okay. So I'm, so I'm going to preface this by saying that um, I've been to Chicago before. I've been I've been to Chicago like three times. Uh, no, that's not true. I've been to Chicago twice. And I had a pretty, pretty okay experience the first couple of times, but this time was super odd. So let me tell you, when I got to the airport, uh, we were trying to get a shuttle to go to the hotel, but the shuttles were taking a long time and we were trying to meet up with uh, one of Victoria's family members earlier that day, uh, well, later that day, and we were trying to kind of get there at a certain time. So we ended up taking a, a lift, right? And so I said, oh, you know, not a problem. We'll just, we'll just call a lift. So I call a lift and then you know how they, the lift app gives you the, the picture of the person? Mm-hmm. And it tells you who's gonna pick you up. So the guy's name was Joseph, right? And you That's look at him, name. and I'm, yeah, and I'm like, his name is Joseph. And I was like, oh wow, look at this, look at this really kind-looking white man. He looks super nice. And when he picked us up, it didn't look like Joseph. I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. It didn't look like him. It was definitely him under, like the crazy beard he had and like the really long hair. But uh, I don't know. I was kind of like whatever. But he, the guy was really nice. So he was driving us. And then he's driving and he progressively starts like going faster and faster. And then he turns around and he says to us, you know, the faster I get you guys to your destination, the more money I get. Right. And I was like, what, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, if I run this red light here, I'll make an extra 50 cents. And I was like, no, dude, don't do that. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and so, yeah. And so, you know, whatever. I was like, I was like, okay, this guy's weird. And so he's taking us to our destination. And as we get closer, the guy's like, you know, talking about this, talking about that. And then he starts talking about how like he's a gym rat, right? And so he says, Oh, I'm one of those guys. I'm a meathead. You know, I I work out all the time. I work out four hours a day. I like I drive, I work out, that's all I do all day. And <laughs> and I'm like, man, this guy is fucking nuts. And he's just going on and on about how strong he is and how, and how he's like, like the stereotypical, like meathead. And, um, once he gets us to our destination, he's like, all right, you know, I hope you guys have a good day, whatever. And so he opens up the trunk and then my, my suitcase almost falls out and he catches it. And he's like, look at all the hours in the gym. They pay it off. And I was like, dude, (laughs) leave me alone. Just good, just just leave us, please, man. And and afterwards, he's like, he's like, he's like, you t- like you stay safe, man. I'm gonna go work out after this. And he just bolted out of there. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? And I was like, all right, you I let it be. Uh, you know, it's funny, and I don't want to dive too much into this. I I want to tell a quick story too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have uh, a coworker who lives in Chicago, and. His first roommate, um, you know, he thought nothing of his first roommate. He goes and he was just looking for a roommate. He found the roommate. And the roommate moves in. And, you know, everything was good for a few months. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, one month, the roommate starts to get a little antsy and starts nitpicking things. And he starts to get more and more aggressive. And so my, my coworker. You know, uh, he's not a, a very aggressive person. He's very calm and collected. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he starts th- thinking it's a little bit weird. So, you know, they, they get to this point where they're arguing and the guy starts making threats to him. Like, like what type of threats? I don't remember exactly. I just remember he said that he started making threats to him um, about like 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 death threats and like death threats. Uh, 
he thought it was like really weird. So once he made a threat like that, my buddy went to the apartment, grabbed all his stuff, and he never went back to that apartment. Now, a few weeks later, he's just randomly, um, he was like looking on the news or something. And his ex-roommate was convicted of murder. What? <laughs> yeah. And so, what you... so his first roommate in Chicago was a convicted murderer. Who did he kill? And he almost killed my coworker. <laughs> but who did he kill, though? Um, I don't know. I, I, I think it was a, a murder that happened previously, like before my coworker was his roommate. Um, and he was still like undergoing like a trial investigation or things like that. And yeah, it's just oh a crazy God, story bro. they told me. I was like, what the hell? That's insane, dude. It'll probably show up on like one of those like murder podcasts. And he told me that's not even the craziest story about like his roommates in Chicago. I believe dude. you when you when you say people it in must, Chicago are. It weird. must be something about the Midwest, man. Because uh, I mean, look, I'm not gonna make fun of K-pop fans. But um, I think this goes the same for anything. Like, you know those people that make one thing their entire personality? Ah, uh, yes. I, I definitely do. You mean people into politics? They're definitely like that. Yes, like the, uh -huh, something like that. But, man, K-pop fans are something else. I mean, they were nice people, but there was just something very off-putting. Like, the interactions are really weird uh, with some people. Like, I even had some guy that he was standing behind me for, like, I think 20 minutes, Victoria was telling me. And then he started peeking out behind me, like a cartoon character. You know, like, what a cartoon character starts going, ooh. And he like, starts, like, he sticks his <laughs> Can we, can we uh, compare these to, to weeaboos? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. But, dude, I, I mean, I'll tell you, man, the, the people are super nice. I mean, but this guy, he was funny. He just stuck his head out from behind me, and he starts blinking. Like, you know, that, <laughs> that cartoon blinking sound? Blink. Blink. <laughs> And and he's like, uh, excuse me. And he's like tapping his fingers. Uh, when do, do you know when the doors open? And I was like, I, I, I don't know, man. I think it's like 630. He's like, uh, thank you so much. And then he just like ran away. It, <clears throat> it, it just, it's just odd, you know, stuff like that. But the people were super sweet. Like they were giving out like free, uh, like free little photo cards of like the members in the, in the group and whatnot. So, so that was like, that was cool. But man. I'll tell you. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this story off. Uh, once we were in the actual uh, uh, concert, there there were periods where you know, like when the 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 group members like they you know they finish a song and then they start talking to the crowd. Uh huh. And uh, they there came a point where uh, one of the members was talking, and then people start like chant like they start like uh, what what would you call it? They they kind of go who 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 like you know what I mean. Yeah, like it's like, that, a like, like a chant, and uh, and I was like, and I was like, man, these guys, and the thing is that they progressively got even uh, 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 aggressive, right? They got really aggressive at one point because they were going, hoo, 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 and then there was this one guy in the back, and he just started barking like a chihuahua. He was just like, <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> he saw this so ravenous. One of them was like a Rottweiler. This other one was like a chihuahua. <laughs> you sure it wasn't? I show speed there. <laughs> It was way too much. <laughs> bro, just thinking about this, I, I'm losing my breath. But, dude, bro, really weird. I think after I left her, I'm like, man, I want to take a break. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't think I want to come here anytime soon. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, that, that that's all I have for that. Uh, I know this is like an extra like ten minutes to the end of the podcast, but I just really wanted to get that out there before I forget. Um, anyways, to the to the to the thick crowd, to the thick audience to the thick people of the universe thank you so much for listening to us sorry for the the, the, the hiatus short little hiatus um we're gonna come back full swinging we're gonna be you know regular schedule again um i'm really sorry about the uh the uh the album michael <laughs> i know that's a still still something we're trying to figure out yeah we're going through legal issues we're in a, a big lawsuit <laughs> case right now and uh, you know, they're like lawyer, lawyer fees are insane so yeah dude they don't want the people they don't want the people to have lo-fi they don't it's ridiculous. And, and you know what it, it's was slated to become album of the year so yeah we'll see, jokes we'll see on what them we can do. jokes on them we were actually up against the taylor swift album 
which is doing really well. So they they snuffed that from us. So screw them. <laughs> screw yeah. the billboard. Um, but anyway, thank you again, guys. And uh, subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And well, we'll see you. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Stay tuned. Big things are coming. Episode. All right. Bye bye.